How you doing, everybody? This is episode seven of Coming in Clutch. My name is Lorenzo Iacomini, aka the Speedy Guidi. And my name's Cody Lewis, aka the LA Car Spotter. And this is our first guest ever, Will Colette. We're continuing from the last episode, so if you haven't watched that, watch that now. Roll the tape. So where we left off, you were dying in a Mustang, yeah. uh, kind of, sort of. So tell us a little bit um, about what happened. So you you had a black Mustang, you lost a wheel, it got totaled, and how did that bring you to your new Mustang? Yeah, within a month, uh, insurance cashed in, I took the rest of my savings, turned that into the 2014 Roush, and I've been driving that around this last year. I decided to upgrade the rotors and the pads because they always run hot at Malibu Audubon, which is what we love to do rallies at. <laughs> and uh, Not I put, a bad idea. Update brakes. Yeah. Put some uh, slotted rotors on it, some ceramic brakes, and I installed them myself, and I made the mistake of putting the back ones. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's, before we get there, <laughs> installed them yourself. Yes. And then, and then went on a rally. Rally. But before the rally, you installed them and you said, the, I put the front brakes on, but they sent me another version of the back brakes yeah. or the front brakes, so I can't put them on the back. Yes. So now I have the stock back brakes and I have new front yes. brakes, yes. so you thought, and yes. an additional set of front brakes. Yes. Okay, now go. Yeah, so I thought that we had two sets of front brakes. So I was like, all right, so we went to this show and we rallied really hard. Um, with uh, um, we freaking sent it. Oh, we went hard in the canyons and on the freeway, and I ran those brakes really, really hard. And the next day, I was commuting home uh, in some stop and go LA traffic on the 405, going like 20 miles an hour, and I hit the brakes just kind of lightly, and I hit this loud boom sound, and all of a sudden, I had no. My whole brake pedal went soft. I had no stopping power. I was rolling towards the car in front of me, and I, I grabbed the handbrake and threw it into park, and I screeched Ooh. to a stop like within a foot of Thank the God car. for manual handbrakes, right? Yes, dude. I don't know what I'd do with an electronic handbrake. I hate that idea. But, Jesus Christ. Dude, screech to a stop, was stranded on the far left lane in you know, rush hour traffic. I was like, oh, God. Cop had to show up, and I had to literally gas the car and let it go across while he like blocked traffic, rolled to a stop in the shoulder, and waited five hours for a tow truck to come and get me because oh, there, was a, there was a forest fire right <laughs> over the hill and all the smoke was like coming over oh, and all the traffic God. from that was, was everywhere. So I was waiting and I got it towed and I found the, the pads quite literally fell out of the calipers and all the brake fluid, fluid came fluid flying out. Phenomenal. So phenomenal. I had zero. I didn't even, you know how you don't have brake fluid, you at least have friction. I had nothing. I had no pads. They were, they're still in the 405. So I was like, what happened? And I thought that this company, R1 Concepts, sent me the wrong part. He goes, I think you may have put the backs on the front. I said, no, 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 no. I've changed my brakes and rotors many times. I did this right. I said, they I messed said, up. who did your brakes? And he was like, oh, it was me. Oh, I did it. I did it right. Did it right. And then he's like, no, I think it might be you. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I go to the mechanic. He's like, yep, these are faulty parts. I was like, I knew it. So I put R1 Concepts on blast on my Instagram story. And then when they found out that we read the serial numbers on everything, it's like a two millimeter difference. But I had put the backs on the front and it was just enough <laughs> to make them fail. 
And if it had happened during that rally, at any point, we would have absolutely gone over the edge in the Malibu Canyons. You'd be toast. You can't stop a car going 90. Because back brakes, if people don't know this, but back brakes are generally smaller than front brakes because most of your stopping power comes from your front brakes. Mm -hmm. So you tend to have larger front brakes. So if you put your back brakes or brakes that are supposed to go on the back on the front, they're going to be too small and they're not going to... They're not going to make the connection with the mm-hmm. brake. Yep. So that's what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, dicky, man. I was very lucky. So that's twice my car has failed at around 20 miles an hour. And both times, if it would have happened at the speeds I usually drive, it would have been fatal. Man. Wow. Yeah. So so your car, which aptly named the uh, the other one was Harambe, Harambe. And this one is? The DM slider. The DM slider. Yeah. It's on his, on his I license. caught you one time. I was DM on my run. Slider. You did. Yeah. And I saw a Mustang drive by a DM slider. I was like, whoa! Yeah. Well, like, DM slid off the side of the canyon. Oh! What a zinger. No, but seriously, I mean, that that is not only absolutely terrifying, but totally uh, hilarious and uh, and a godsend that you survived. I mean, yeah. That's amazing. I'm stoked. Yeah. We're, we're glad yeah. to still have you here. Yeah. Man. I mean, that's We're honored to have you on the Coming and Club I'm show. I'm honored to still be alive. <laughs> this is great. We love you. <laughs> but speaking of DM sliders and, and considering that you're all over... I mean, you're all over. You're, you, you talk to everybody. Everybody knows you. You do all kinds of stuff. Um, like, how do you connect with these people? Because I know DM Slider is more than just a hilarious license plate that if you're ever driving with Will, it, I mean, his car is nice. It's great. Great looking car, you know? But everybody pulls up to you and with their cameras out because of the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> of his license plate. Yeah. So yeah, so what's uh, what's the DM slider all about? Okay, so funny story. I've never slid in a girl's DMs. Not once. Um, what? Yeah, no, really. So I, I put... Say that means you're not trying hard enough. All <laughs> right. No, so I put DM slider because I'm able to connect with people very well. Um, I'm able to connect with both car owners, YouTubers and models and there's a formula to do it on a professional level and the secret is providing value and that is you know you can't just go to someone and say hey you know speedy let me do uh, anything for you i want to be a part of what you got going on let me know absolutely you just gave them something to do he now has to come up with a task for you to help him which is work you have to come in and solve a problem for whoever it is you're trying to work with and if you pay enough attention to their brand you everybody has problems they need solved So like, you know, with your show here, you guys are trying to build an audience. So you need the word to be spread. So if someone wants to be on the show, have some way to grow the channel. You know, if I reach out to a model, usually they travel and they're in a city and they don't have a shooter or they have a brand they need to shoot for, like the Bang Energy video I'm doing next. Uh, If it's a YouTuber like Stradman, he needed people that could shoot his cars and debut them and people that he could trust with the secrecy. Um, when we, when I, uh, let's see, when I work with, uh, brands, um, like car brands and dealerships, um, consistent, dependable content, you know, and just giving them a free shoot and, you know, testing it out so they don't have to pay for anything. So there's, there's always a way where you can deliver value to whoever you're trying to reach out to. And a good way of reaching models specifically is wait for them to post, 
as soon as they post, make a comment, three to four sentences, saying something like, hey, I want to you know, work with you on a shoot. I've got brands involved. I have you know, outfits for you, something that sets you apart. And I sent you a DM with details. And then immediately send them that DM. Start it with their name so it's the first word that they see so they know it's not a bot. And then give them your pitch. And almost always they'll reply if your page is on brand with what they're trying to do. And if it doesn't, rinse and repeat. Unsend the message, wait two weeks, do it again. And this isn't just wow. for models. This is like this you would recommend for any type of company or yep. brand or person that you want to work with. Right? Yeah. It yeah. seems like a pretty foolproof like formula here. It's, it's like it's, it's like it's like definitely strategized. It's not just like I mean You didn't just a, like think about it one day and woke up like, oh that makes sense. Like, no, this just like has some thought. Mm-hmm. Serious it, thought and you can tell that it's definitely more effective versus the guy that's like, oh my god, you're so hot, I want to take pictures of yeah. you naked. Or you're like, oh my god, <laughs> like, you know, like, that's oh Cody. My, oh my god, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> that's a Cody. That's why no one's responding to his DMs. Yes. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, that's incredible. Like, I love the adding value thing. Yes. That's big. I mean, for any job. Like, yes. I showed up to the job I have today because I was like, I, I basically didn't add any value necessarily. I was like, listen, I freaking love cars and like, I know everything about these cars. Like, Okay, perfect. Like we need someone who can like talk to people about these mm-hmm. cars. And I was like, okay, perfect. I can do this in my sleep. They had a problem you needed. They, yeah. you could solve. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I didn't initially have something to bring, but like, besides my intense love of cars, but that's mm-hmm. like that that works. For Sometimes everybody. that works. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. And if it doesn't work, there's maybe something down the line that you can offer a value. Absolutely. Because there's music artists that I've connected with that I've become friends with early on, and I didn't have anything to give them. And then later on my content got to a level where they're like, actually, we would love to do a shoot with right. you. So if not now, maybe later. Well, kind of a snowball effect, huh? Yeah. That, that, was, like that was kind of going to be my next point. Like for those that are out there that don't have so much to offer, the, the people that aren't already connected with brands or don't already work with other other big figures and stuff like that, I mean, what – what do you have to say to those people that are going to reach out that, that don't really have so much to offer that do want to work for somebody mm-hmm. or do want to offer something but don't specifically have those connections already built? It's a great right. question. Great question. Easy answer. Get so good they can't ignore you. And that comes from Tom Bilyeu. Basically, hone in on your craft. If people aren't replying to your stuff they don't want to you know, have you come work with them, you are missing something on the quality level more than more likely than not so focus on your craft and um this guy named joey wright photo is kind of a mentor of mine in the model shooting space because i told him i was like like it was like two years ago i was like i want to shoot models he goes okay start with the girls that have almost no following and they will let you shoot once you build up a profile and you have some girls on your page mid-tier girls will start to open up and then once you're shooting with them then you hit a couple supermodels and then top down you can hit you can shoot anything you want same thing with cars and youtubers i have hit the pinnacle with stradman which means now I can go to almost any YouTuber, at least meet them in person at these shows or try to connect and say, hey, I've shot with Strad and there's credibility in that. That's awesome. So you just yeah. slowly build your credibility working at the bottom tier level if that's what it, you know you have to do. Because for every person, for every shooter that wants to get in whatever industry and doesn't have the credibility yet, there is a you know an opposite you know client that is at the same level you're at that right, needs right, to be right. shot no, just as bad. That's, you gotta start in small and yes. and get in where you fit in. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, just starting this. I, with my Instagram, I felt the same way, but also, especially with starting this YouTube and podcast, I'm brand new to this, and we're both like not really um, in this format all the time. So, 
just trying to get when we made the first episode we didn't have any kind of car and mm-hmm. then when we made like our second episode we somehow got a car uh, yeah exactly we've we but, found a company that was like a good company that that needed some exposure mm-hmm. and they they offered us a great car and and we were able to make that connection it wasn't yeah. a ridiculous supercar but then having that, it let people know that we were serious about what we were doing and that people were willing to put their trust in us. Mm-hmm. And then that led us to, you know, like Nick, someone like Nick who you mentioned, who's, who's super, an, an awesome, awesome guy, can't say it enough. But just being that we were doing something legitimate, he saw that and was able to mm-hmm. kind of help us move forward. I think it comes sure. down to like humility and trust. Like you were saying, like, yeah. yeah. You just have to be able to be like, look yourself in the mirror and say, all right, my quality is not really where it is. Because we've all gone through the moments where it's like content stagnating. Like, why, 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 what's happening? Yeah. And it kind of, it's like, it's almost like kind of like an arms race. Like you have to get, you have to get better. Otherwise someone else is getting better. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like, all right, my photos are sucking. Like maybe I'll buy a new lens or, or try something else. Out. Like you better yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it like takes a lot of humility to look in the mirror and be like, all right, like I kind of suck right now. I got to do something better. And I think yeah. a lot of people are just like, no, I'm going to keep consistency. If I post a photo every day, like, dude, nobody cares. Like, get better at what yeah, you're doing up. and like be a man and suck, be a woman and like suck it up and be like, I got to get better at what I'm doing because I'm yeah. not that good right now. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of like guts and strength to do that. I think it's great. Totally. And it's obvious that you do that. You definitely got guts and strength. I mean, you are an Air Force captain. Mm-hmm. You, are a, you are a leader mm-hmm. in, in your group. I mean, like I know leadership's a huge thing for you. Yeah. So I mean, like, how'd you not to not to get off topic? I mean, that was that is awesome insight for all the people that are trying to grow a following and for the people that are trying to um, trying to create something, especially in the like the creative sector. You really need to connect with people. Yeah. But I think also part of that is having a having a personality where you're not afraid to 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 put yourself out there, but you're not afraid to put yourself out there by yourself. Yeah. You know, that, that you don't need somebody else to bring you there that you can show, okay, this is me and I'm, I am the product and, and I want to give you myself. And mm-hmm. that takes a lot of guts and it probably took a lot of the same guts to get you where you are in terms of like your ranking. Yeah. Well, surround yourself also to back up, surround yourself with people like you guys. So if you want to level up and you feel like you're stagnant, find people in the space that are doing well. And you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if I'm not leveling up, I'm paying attention to pages that are working like yours or yours. And I'm like, okay, what kind of content are they putting out? And like, can I spend some time shooting with them? Or can I go to the places where they go? Or, you know, what is it about their photos that's different from mine? Don't copy, but use it as almost reference. like, yeah, reference, exactly. I think yeah. the big thing too, for like people who are just starting out, I think it's really behooves you to like collaborate. Behoove. Behoove. It colla- behoove but seriously, like collaborating really helps. Like me oh, and yeah. Cody started collaborating and like shit just happened. And like, mm-hmm. who knows, maybe in the future we'll collaborate more. And like, it just... It works out. You're collaborating with Stradman. That obviously helped. A oh, yeah. Like, oh, people yeah. are always kind of reluctant to be like, oh, I want to, like, reach out to this guy and we'll do something together. But, like, dude, we're with Shaq's now, too, and, like, mm-hmm. our, our quality. Guy. Like, if it was just us two filming these reviews, we wouldn't be able to do it. But now we have Shaq's on board, and it's, it's amazing. And yeah. we all help each other out. We all get something from it. Yeah. And it's mutually – it's just – it's all great. Collaborator Get guy. the community together, man. Well, that's we're a beautiful a- community of car people. We all love four wheels. Yeah. Or two. We like big engines. Car manuals, car <laughs> Mustangs, GT350Rs, oh, like, yeah. like, 
Yeah. Come on, we're all speaking the same language here. Yeah. Car, the car language, the universal. Enough car hate, language. more love, man. More cars. Yeah. More burning rubber. But but you made a great point. It's a, there's a, a universal car language of love. Yes. You know, like no matter where you are, and this guy knows it, travels the world and can speak cars in any language. I mean, it's it's broom broom broom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like I mean, The guy's like, hell yeah, I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah, for real. I, like, I know that I, I have I have had the opportunity to be in some other countries and stuff, and I've I've realized that that I'm not the only person in the world that likes cars. But I know that the the being in the position that you're in, you get to travel all over the world, and I'm sure you experience a ton of different people. But I mean. How does the language of cars translate? Like, how does that work? So a big part of my brand, specifically my YouTube channel, is to share this experience. Because some people like to use cars as a way to separate themselves from others. It's almost like a flex. And I want to use it as a space to share an experience that, like you said, that we all get. So when I was in Korea earlier this year, um, it only took me about two days being in Seoul to find the car community and find the exotics. And ironically, in Gangnam. If you've ever heard of Gangnam style, <laughs> oh, that's basically yeah. Beverly Hills in Seoul. Yeah. Interesting. You can walk into a dealership. You know, I went into Lamborghini or when I found Aston Martin down there, no one spoke English, but I could kind of show them, like, I'm trying to shoot. I showed them my Instagram. I was like, is this okay? And then they're like, yeah. And then I show them the photos. And it's like, we all kind of vibed over that, you know, shared passion. And then one time I had a client in a Ferrari and I had to pick him up in Beverly Hills and just drive him around. He just wanted to experience the 488. And he didn't speak a lick of English, all Spanish. And he was also like 80 years old. And the entire- How long have you been living in California? <sighs> yeah, right, no. And I speak German. I speak you don't German speak and Spanish already? <laughs> yeah. Dios mio! No, and everything- Hey, karma! <laughs> well, everything was communicated through hand gestures in the car. And I could tell just on his face that two totally different generations, two totally different cultures, backgrounds, he, he literally flew in from Mexico. And we were in the same experience, enjoying the same passion. And I could see it on the guy's face when he's slapping the dashboard or telling me, rapido, rapido. And I'm like, all right, man. You guys are on the same wavelength. No, it's great. It's amazing. I I remember the first time when I was like 18 years old, I was lucky enough to drive a 458 when it first came out in Italy. Like through the streets of Italy. And like Italy, Italians lose their minds. It was a red 458 through the streets. Like, dude, you drive a red 458 through Beverly Hills. They're probably like, people spit on you. Nobody (laughs) cares. In Italy, Yes! Bravo, bravo. In, Italy, like, in Italy, the fanfare came. They're throwing rice from the houses. I was going to like, dude, there's confetti. A lady was coming out with like, there's a bowl of pasta. Like, everyone's like, in the, everyone's throwing noodles. You're the driver in the car. You're me. They're like, in the car. Like, oh my gosh. Like, grab the string. Like, this is beautiful. Like, it is such a beautiful thing. Like, I was like, wow, the fact that I just drove down in a, like a metal red block and made these many people happy is so beautiful. Like, of course, they're Italians and are a little bit more flamboyant than the rest, yeah. and they literally lose their minds at the side of a red Ferrari. But, like, <laughs> it's an awesome thing. Like, you park the thing, and you're like, child, I got seen. Everyone's like, ah! everyone's like leaning on the car, and like, I don't even give a shit. Like, yeah. that's just so cool. Like, it's a great thing. And, like, it, like I'm going to circle back around to, like, dude, we all speak the sign language of these cars, and, like, it's just an awesome thing. And that's why I love the car community, and I love connecting people. Because yeah. I didn't know you from Adam, and I know you from Adam for like a year ago, right? We met a year ago, yeah. a year and a little more. I met you like what, six months ago, eight months ago? And like, yeah. But we're just Joe Schmoes. We meet at a car show and 
I mean, no, we're freaking like, boys. Exactly. And we're here talking in a garage on a Saturday. It's, and we're, we're having the we best were, time ever. <laughs> we, were ta- we were talking about this and how, like, we always, we go to these car shows. I'm like, you know, I was new in town a few years ago. I'm not, I haven't been here forever. This is, like, my fifth year in L.A. or fifth or sixth. I'm starting to lose count. Um, but you haven't been here that long That's either. And you just kind of, like, yeah. I mean, when I came out here, I I knew a handful of people but basically where I like found my rhythm was when I just like went off on my own and started going to car shows and then I just started talking to other people at car shows that were obviously interested in cars just like I was and it was guys like you and you know I was there really to like see cars and take pictures but it turned into just like forgetting to take pictures and yes. just talking and yes. just, totally like think, networking and yeah. just like it's way less intimidating than you think because I first moved to the same thing happened to me and like I saw you and I was like oh dude this guy like he knows his shit like no, I saw your, your and then he your realized page. I had no idea what the yeah, fuck I was like, talking about but dude if you want if you're like a person just moved to LA and you're like what do I do here like just go to a car show and if someone pulls up at a car just like literally talk to the person about their car people yeah. love talking about their cars mm-hmm. I have a GTI and like I don't really like talking about it that much. But if you seem interested in like knowing about my car, I will literally not shut up for an hour about my car. Like just car people talk. love love talking about car cars. talk. And then you meet people. And you know Funk like, Master Flex? No, no. Who's uh, that? I guess it's is a that a DJ? Guy. Yeah, he's a New York like radio DJ. Car talk. Let me talk about Pete Tong. Radio One Pete BBC. Tone? Well, I mean that's also another thing. Is like I, like you are. I mean, just because you're our guest, obviously, we want to highlight the different things that you do. You're in a number of different communities. You're not just in the car community, in the model community. Uh, you're also in the music community. I know that you guys share a, a big passion for electronic music, but, um, you know, I want to hear a little bit about, like, your experience in, in music photography, because that's pretty sick. Okay. I mean, because I'm sure you get some of the some of the stuff you do shooting that translates into Absolutely. some of the stuff that you do shooting cars and vice versa and just like the techniques and the sort of mm-hmm. stuff that you do. So tell us a little bit yeah. about how you wound up there. So I started in music uh, video actually because I didn't do photo until like maybe three years ago. I did video for about 10 years um, oh, because wow. that was the only way that I could get into nightclubs in college underage. Legally. <laughs> Because genius, yeah. So that is genius. You got a fake ID now. <laughs> yeah, I got fake ID. I, you, you, dude, I literally would walk into clubs sometimes with a camera, like a big camera, and they wouldn't. I wasn't even supposed to film that night. And they'd just be like, "Oh, okay." This was before the industry was. This is a cardboard just box. Like, I was <laughs> just gonna say, just like a fake camera that we found in a tag sale, yeah. and just walks in. It, dude, it, yeah, it's so assumption today. Everybody now is a freaking DJ photographer. It's oversaturated, which is why I'm out of that game. The model industry will never be oversaturated because guys can't not be creepy around models. Well, so, Instagram, oh, has turned, <laughs> Instagram has turned everybody into a pseudo-professional yeah. photographer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, everything's oversaturated, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Nightclubs. Got in early age because I was in the Air Force. I couldn't use a fake ID or get in, you know, ROTC. Couldn't get in any trouble. Couldn't get into trouble. So I went and I shot these shows. I was shooting college football highlights at the time, so they let me use that equipment to go into nightclubs. I shot videos. And same thing with models and cars. I like leveled up. So I went from small, tiny, nobody local DJs and I'd get, you know, maybe an actor that came in town and then I'd shoot like a, an act that was up and coming. I remember I shot Macklemore, G-Eazy and wow. um, Walk the Moon 
very early on in their careers and having those, you know, as in my portfolio helped me get bigger acts later on. And I literally went from my first show was like 10, 15 people uh, with a band called the Dean's List to the last thing I shot was the official after movie for EDC. So we literally pinnacled in that space too. Dude, that's impressive. Dude, that's really the cool. EDC yeah. video. I mean, when I watched that, I was like, hey, bro, like, why, like, why didn't you invite me? <laughs> like, he's like filming a crazy, just like in the section where nobody's allowed at EDC. He's just running through filming everything. I'm like, hey, where's my invite? And he's like, Bro, it took me like seven fucking years to get yeah. here. Like, it's oh, not just like, tomorrow it's not just like hey, here, look. Yeah. But Tomorrowland's after movie. We used to watch that before games to get fired up. It's insane. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. I mean, that's, that's, that is cool. That's sick. Let's check how you wound up there. So, I mean, like, that's, you did that for a long time. You're out here shooting cars. Like, like what is next? I, I, you wrote a, you wrote a freaking book on, on the, what is it? The art of unpredictability. Um, yep. The art of. Want to give us a quick little summary of the or gist of the book? Easy. Just tell us what it is. Yeah. yeah, I was in the most boring place in America, Lompoc, California. I came up with a New Year's resolution. I just joined the Air Force, and I was like, I will not stay stagnant in this place. What is the opposite of routine? Unpredictability. Tony Robbins talks about the basic human needs, and two of them are certainty and uncertainty. And some people try to control too much when they should really try to create more chaos in their life. So that book is about basically being your authentic self. And creating chaos in your life and wow. putting yourself in positions that are outside of your comfort zone. And I was actually inspired to write that book by this girl that I met and dated in L.A. when I first moved to Los Angeles. I did it for a couple months. She had two books out at the time and was like super mega influencer status. And I didn't know her that life. So I got to know her and was inspired by her to write this book. And, uh, and then she moved away. I led my unpredictable life for like the last three years-ish, three years and some change. Um, and what ironically inspired me to really take the leap on this uh, YouTube channel is she resurfaced back in my life about a month ago, wow. kind of unexpectedly. She's been off the grid and she's relaunching her brand later this year. And she, I, I spent time with her and watched her plan how she's going to debut through YouTube. And I was like, I need to do YouTube. So she was kind of a catalyst for two major like projects that I decided to take wow. on. Yeah. Dude. Super wild. So you're like all over. So like what's next for what's next yeah. for Will Call it? Obviously this YouTube is YouTube is your is your rice and beans right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And uh, and what can we expect from your YouTube channel? Um, I'm calling it Life Worth Sharing because like we said, this is all about sharing this experience. It's not about keeping it for ourselves. So whether it's, you know, models and shooting and how-tos, or if it's driving cars or being on podcasts or just the LA Hollywood life, it's all about sharing it, telling people how they can have that experience wherever they are in life, and in and that that universal language of of cars. And that's what the channel's gonna be about. That's freaking awesome, man. Well, Super guys, excited, we're basically yeah. hitting our time, but I wanna say thank you, Will, to coming on for coming on our show. You're an absolute inspiration. You're a go-getter. You're the most well-rounded photographer out there. Like we shoot cars, but you shoot models and you shoot DJs and you do like all these amazing things and you're a videographer. Like you're an inspiration everyone and I find that really amazing. Um, so guys, if you ever want to hit up Will for anything, all of his stuff will be in the link. Make sure you hit him up. Slide in the DMs. Slide in his DMs. In Do you have anything DMs. else you'd like to say before we close out here? Surround yourself with people like these guys and make sure you're always delivering value. 
So if you do anything, if you're creating, make sure there's a reason behind it. Find your why. And then when you have people around you that you're collaborating with and building with, make sure you bring them up with you because you're, like you guys said, we all win when we help each other. Super Disney, but it's real. For sure. And I mean, this guy, listen, he, he can't not say inspiring things. So I feel like I I should, I feel like I should owe you. I have a TED talk. I have a TEDx. Oh, yeah, there TEDx you go. Put him on. Dude, watch the TEDx talk. I feel like, yeah. that's amazing. I feel <laughs> like, like I should be paying you for all this advice you're giving me. Like, I'm going to Venmo you 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. That's so, amazing. Um, we rent him out for hours to do $69 talks an hour. $69.69. I mean, man, we, we really appreciate having you on the show. I really I look forward to having you on the show more. Because, yeah, you're coming uh, back. For episode 69. We'll save that one. I'm down. I'll have that Mustang Dripping donuts. I know that you have some flashy lights in there that, it's, that it's we a might want. We'll play some Coldplay. We are both Coldplay aficionados. We're gonna. I'm gonna put in earplugs and watch them drive around while they listen to Coldplay because I have no interest in that. And uh, zero yeah, taste. Um, <laughs> you, us, we have taste. Nah, I like Coldplay, but like, I also like to stay awake. And Rufus does so. <laughs> Rufus <Yeah>. do chill. <laughs> Rufus do chill. But uh, this has been another episode of Come In and Clutch. Thank you, Will. And uh, I'm Cody Lewis, a.k.a. the L.A. Car Spotter. I'm Lorenzo Iacomini, a.k.a. the Speedy Greedy. And I'm Will Collette, a.k.a. Bill Cuff. Oh, yeah. Where can they find you? What's the, the show? Tell them your page. YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel. Will Collette. Everybody go there. We'll Forget collect. everything else. And we'll collect. Just YouTube. Link we'll right between YouTube the names channel. right here. Names I will right reply here. to every comment. I will, you know, reply to every DM. Like, I'm I'm connected with my fans. Even though he's totally ignoring it, we're also going to put his Instagram down there. Go give him a follow. He takes some really cool freaking pictures. Woo! That's it. Dick. Fuck yeah, bro. That was fucking good. That was better than the first one. That was fun. Yeah. I want to... We had a good, like...